This is WMNF Tampa. I'm Bill Dudley with co-host Sean Sexton, each week bringing you a new edition of Music of the Isles. You can listen anytime at WMNF.org slash Isles. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Today, we're talking with Shelby Lewis, Recycling Coordinator, and Edgar Castro-Teo, did I say it right? Yay! (laughs) Recycling specialist from the city of Tampa, talking about the New Yard Waste Composting Program. I'm Annie Ellis and Tanya Vitovic. I almost did it right. Tanya Vitovic. <laughs> so close. Listen, at this point, I think that you need to say my name incorrect forever. Forever. I know it. It's it's like a little every day, a different name with me. Different yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. And we've You're known good. each other. Seriously, I probably go in 15 years. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's at least it's 10. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> So silly. And, uh, but we are going to be your host today, whoever that name is. <laughs> and uh, Irene's going to be taking your calls. And uh, Mr. Bill Grace is always working the boards for us. Thank goodness for them. Well, we couldn't manage without them. So I wanted to, uh, I actually wanted to touch base real quick. I noticed that Dr. Harvey uh, gave us a shout out before, his, before our show came on. It was so cool. He was talking to somebody about eating well and the good food that they needed to change with. And he said, well, the Sustainable Living Show has different, uh, you know, programs that they've had on people that, that grow food in their own yard and, and that you can go with. And he said something that I love. Uh, He was talking about victory gardens and how people, you know, should do victory gardens. And he said, growing in the right direction. And I thought that was a fantastic tagline. So anyway, thanks, Dr. Harvey, for that shout out. Yeah, I think we should steal that. I like it. I wrote it down. I mean, I, I, you know, I was driving and I was like writing at every red light so I could get it down. (laughs) It was really great. Well, I guess we uh, need to get on with our show. Uh, So I want to welcome to the show Edgar and Shelby. They're live Thank here. You. Thank you for having and us. You're welcome. And we have two interns also. We have a full room today. That's for sure. <laughs> so we're so glad that you're here. But let me go ahead and talk a little bit about y'all. Um, so the Shelby Lewis is a recycling coordinator. Uh, she's a native Floridian and a graduate of University of South Florida with a degree in psychology. She's worked for the city of Tampa for over five years and has a professional background in the solid waste industry, more specifically in waste of diversion, oh, there it is, and outreach. Prior to that, Shelby worked in the marine conservation and research field. A passion for the environment and all those that inhabit it has kept Shelby in the industry of conservation, from researching wild dolphins to studying waste. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. (laughs) It's all one big family, isn't it? It really is. I never thought waste would be as much fun as working with the wildlife. Well, you know, it's all interconnected. So, you know, if we don't do right by one, the Mm -hmm. other thing suffers. So it's a good deal. So Edgar Castro uh, Teo, 
Correct again, yeah. See, I'm writing it down. I'm breaking it down, y'all, so we can really see it. The southern mouth doesn't work that well on a lot of things. So he's a recycling specialist, and he's Venezuelan-born and the University of Central Florida graduate. Started his environmental career in conservation education at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And he's worked uh, as a a field biologist performing migratory bird studies and evaluations. Just what we were talking about today, bird studies. While implementing federal and state policies relating to urban development and wildlife, he continues the passion for environmental education with the city of Tampa, where he has worked for six years as a recycling specialist in the Department of Solid Waste and Environmental Program Management, working on programs such as backyard composting, um, is there a bead reuse program? Okay, I want to ask you about that because yeah, we'll I had it written down. I said, is that real? It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> very real. <laughs> and other waste reduction initiatives. Well, first off, since we just talked about it, uh, let's just touch on that because we just had Gasparilla, yes. and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's what you're talking about, bead, what is it called, bead reuse program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. tell me. Yeah, the, the bead reuse program is, first and foremost, a reuse program. A lot of people usually call it a recycling program. Okay. Um, but it's reused because the beads are simply clean, sanitized, repackaged, so that they can be reused for future events. So please do not put your beads in your recycling carts at home. <laughs> is that what they do? Is that Sometimes. where this came up? Sometimes people <laughs> do. Oh, my gosh. But, I wondered. But we partner with the McDonald Training Center, and they are a nonprofit organization that uh, empowers individuals with disabilities and vocational and career training. Oh. Oh, so and they take care of fixing it all up and re- mm-hmm. readying it for the next. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. So all they they collect beads from different locations around the city. We have three drop-off locations, um, but they they're accepting beads from many other retail locations like the Hard Rock or. The aquarium as well mm-hmm. collects them, and then they all take them to the McDonald Training Center. Well, that's so cool. I uh, I'm gonna start pushing that because that you know that would have been a great thing to talk about around Gasparilla. So okay, well back to our <laughs> our station at hand. <laughs> so uh, we have some questions that we figured out for you. So I'm gonna go ahead and start. Uh, we noticed because I'm excited about that <laughs> that uh, there are changes to yard waste collection in the city of Tampa. Can you tell us what's begun, when it began, and is the program all of Hillsborough County? Sure. Yeah, we can answer all of those questions. And I know you took particular interest. Oh in my this, God, it's my favorite. We've been thing. talking with you about this <laughs> Ten for years, I want to say I'm a few years with us at yes. this point. Um, and we told you, be patient. We've got something. And, uh, <laughs> you played it close to your it. chest, didn't you, Shelby? <laughs> she didn't let on anything. So, yeah, we're really proud of this program change. But our yard waste collection for curbside is all going to be composted now. Um, the change started February 1st. And the, the big change to that program is you're no longer able to put yard waste in plastic bags. And you're able to do everything else the same as previous. You can use a a regular container, like a trash container. We recommend a 32-gallon size maximum for the weight limit of 50 pounds. You can do paper bags made for yard waste collection, or you can use jute twine to bundle the yard waste. So any of those are acceptable. And it is not all of Hillsborough County. So City of Tampa has a jurisdiction that is actually smaller than city of Tampa city limits. So even if you live within city of Tampa city limits, this may not be your program. Um, so you can check it out on our website, um, tampa.gov slash yard waste, and you'll be able to see exactly if you're affected by this change. So this is a rather small beginning is what we're doing, if this is what you're saying. And just as a sort of a beginning test market. 
to well, see how it goes. Yeah, so we're going full-fledged. Everything that we collect for yard waste is going to be composted, and we're using a company that already has a, success, a successful program running. Um, so it's going to be all the yard waste we, we collect, which is around 38 million pounds a wow, year. So a all lot. of that material is being diverted and composted. Yay. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, great. <laughs> I want some now. <laughs> that's my other question a little bit later is how long, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to take a minute. So what is the organic green waste? Uh, so in the terms of the industry or solid waste industry for us, organic waste would be food waste like kitchen scraps, uh, yard waste, of course, any of that green pruning or woody um, leftovers from yard waste. Um, organic waste also includes cardboard and includes paper uh, and includes all of those things that either are a byproduct of a living thing or were once a living thing. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. so that's how we like to uh, explain it. So sometimes we say carbon-based material, but that sometimes might be a little bit too much to, to understand the concept. But uh, in our programs, we, we tend to focus on, on, just, on just those items. But, of course, organic is such a much broader term. Now, that doesn't include what we're putting in those cans because you can't put all that stuff in those cans. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to be real clear yes, about that. Thank you. Yard yeah. waste is specific to um, bushes, trimmings. Branches. Branches, leaves, leaves that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. All the things that we've been putting out on mm-hmm. my day is Thursday. Or yes. Thursday night, they pick right. it up on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So no more. We can't go around and pick up everybody's uh, leaves that they've raked up unless it's in a paper bag now. Correct. Paper bag or trash can of their own. Yeah. Not a city-issued garbage. No. Or recycling because those go to their own places and we want to divert this material. Right. But- so uh, I have one more question. Uh, how much does the waste stream, does uh, of the waste stream, does organic waste take? Within, so for specifically for city of Tampa, around mm-hmm. 50% of what an average household throws out is... 50%? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on average is compostable material. So uh, 17% of that is specifically yard waste, which is the program that we've been discussing. But fif- the rest of it is cardboard paper, um, kitchen scraps, food waste, um so aside from the yard waste program, people also have the option within City of Tampa Solid Waste Jurisdiction to sign up for the Backyard Composting Program right. or maybe other waste diversion um, tactics or habits that they may want to practice. Yeah, so they can, trying to eliminate what's going out from their house mm-hmm. or going out from their house that's not being utilized. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep it from the landfill is Correct. the objective, right? Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and uh, and let everybody know that they can call in. Uh, you're listening to the uh, Sustainable Living Show coming to you from the uh, studios of WMNF in Tampa. Today we're talking with Shelby Lewis, Recycling Coordinator, and Edgar Castro Teo. I'm going to do it perfect every time now. <laughs> uh, recycling specialist from the city of Tampa talking about the New Yard Waste Composting Program. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. Text us at 813-433-0885 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on the air. You know, when you were talking, I swear, we have like 20 questions already. I, I just wrote down another 20. <laughs> just, from, just from you talking, I feel, I feel like we're going to run out of time. We need a two-hour um, show. For sure. I know, we really do, especially on this topic. Yeah. So, and 
I used to pick up. Y'all used to do this. Wasn't you or the county that used to do it probably 15 years ago? I used to pick up truckloads and we would call it the black load, like like black gold area where you could get truckloads of, of dirt and they, they would pick it up and drop it in your truck. Is that something? Is that how it's going to work when you all do pick up service? So for the yard waste program here, I can't speak to that uh, that program. That was a little bit before my time with the city. So I'm not sure okay. if that was the city of Tampa or Hillsborough County. Um, our program will pick it up the yard waste from curbside from residences that place it out. And then it takes it to a company we have contracted with Veranza and they um, are able to compost it. So we're looking into options of, of getting it back to the residents in some way for them to be able to pick up that compost. We're not completely sure on how that's gonna look. The program just changed over February 1st, but it's something we're definitely interested in and we're kind of figuring out the logistics of how that could look and work for our residents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's not a, pip- a pickup location then yet? Not, not currently. Yet. No. They haven't okay. composted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen within like a week now. I know. <laughs> um, so how much of the, like, what what did the city used to do? What, what did they used to do with all of this yard waste versus like, I mean, how much have you collected already starting? I mean, you said you started February 1st. So how much has the city, like, how much have they collected? Are people participating? Well, prior prior to this, um, we the the program was to mulch it, um, but in the in between, some of it did have to go to either waste energy or other locations. While we were kind of making the switch, um, mm-hmm. but having, mulching was the original the original use for it. Mm-hmm. Having the plastic bags, it kind of it was never a part of the contract that we had with the mulching company. And it sort of just became the norm and we were still picking it up as a city and that made it unable to be mulched because of those plastic bags. So that kind of just became the standard and we've been working on it for a few years now to try and change that standard to get it back to a better um, waste management practice. So what they used to do was they would open up the plastic bags and and dump the waste in there. But that's an incredible amount of work. Right. So we don't, we don't want so our team. Yeah. yeah, we don't want our yeah. team to have to open any bags. There's yeah. uh, safety issues related mm-hmm. with that, so we we're straying away from that. And they have nowhere yeah. to put the plastic bags after they open them, and you can't put them back on the curb because then they become litter. So mm-hmm. there's yeah, a great option. No. And so, are people participating so far, or are you still trying to get the word out? I think they're definitely yeah, participating. It's a bit of a mixed. We're still trying to get the word out to some residents, but a bunch of them have already changed their behavior and are on board with this change, like Annie. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I was excited. on board the day yesterday. She, yeah. yeah, she's been on board. And um, even though the effect went into, we went into effect with it February 1st, messaging started back in October mm-hmm. and uh, through direct mailers, tags, letting people know that the change was coming up, newspaper, right. um, articles. We were and, hanging door hangers on people's houses who were using plastic bags. So mm-hmm. we really tried to let everybody know well in advance. And so for the people who who maybe haven't gotten it and they're still using plastic bags to do yard waste, like what happens? Do they get like a little notice saying, please put this 
in a in a bag or do y'all just take it for trash? No. So for two months, December and January, we would leave the door hangers on and still take their plastic bagged items, but let them know come February 1st, we would not be collecting it. So they'll get a tag that's stuck onto the plastic bag that lets them know what they did wrong or if they did something else wrong. It has, you know, all the different reasons why they may not have received collection and that gets stuck on there. And that way they can see how they have to change for it to be collected in the future. Yeah, I, saw, I love this. I love Seriously. this too. I saw Y'all two, are doing I, so good. And you're, you're you. you. I love the strict guidelines, but like you're like doing it with a smile. But seriously, <laughs> like we're not taking, we're, we're not taking. I saw any, some uh, plastic bags on the side of the road at the day after pickup. So I was like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> they got left. <laughs> yeah. I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show here on 88.5 FM in Tampa. Um, today we have Shelby Lewis and Edgar Castro Teo in the recycling department in the city of Tampa. We're talking about new changes um, with recycling, composting, everything. And if you have any questions, give us a call at 813-239-9663. If you're feeling shy and you want to text us, we'll read your um, read your questions on air. You can text us at 813-433-0885 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. Well, it just so happens we have a phone call, so let's go ahead and take that. All right, Thomas, you're on the air from Largo. Thomas? Thomas, can you hear me? I can, Annie. This is Tom Reese. Oh, oh, hey, Tom. Oh, my goodness. Tom is calling in. Hey. I, I am, because I'm very interested in this program, and, and I'm glad the city is able to do that, um, and so I appreciate that. Also wanted to mention, you know, we're about a, a workshop we're doing next week, um, and so I figured I'd call in at some point. Yes. Well, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and take that little moment in time? Because that would have been our first start, but we're in it, and I'm afraid we might run out of time by the end. So let's just go ahead and you tell us about your workshop. Tom Reese is uh, an environmental, lovely human and has been on our show once. He's going to be on next week, and he does shore restoration in a very natural way. It's fantastic. So, Thomas, go ahead and tell us about your, uh, your program that you have coming up. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that the Gulf of Mexico Alliance is having their um, conference in Tampa at the Tampa Convention Center. They're usually one of these five states that make up the Gulf of Mexico Alliances, but this time it happens to be in Florida and happens to be here in Tampa at the Tampa Convention Center. And on Monday, they have a whole set of workshops, and one of them is on living shorelines that starts at 1.30 in the afternoon. And so if anybody wants to join or participate. It's only a $50 fee to get into any of the workshops, and um, and that'll give you everything you want to know about living shorelines. Is there a pre-register for that? Do they go online and do that, or how does that work? Yeah. You can go online. Just look up the Gulf of Mexico Alliance, and then it's their Gulf of Mexico Conference, so G-O-M-C-O-N, and you can see it in there. You can just register right there. It's only $50. And again, that fifty dollars, you can go to a morning session, and it, and if you can also go to the Living Shoreline session, which is in the afternoon, so there's no limit. What time is that. your program? One thirty. Okay. Three thirty. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in, uh, and also just to remind y'all, he's going to be on next week. So, uh, or yeah, next week he's going to be on, aren't you, Thomas? I'm trying to keep it straight. 
Yes, indeed. All right. Well, then we'll we'll uh, he's going to be live in studio too, so we'll see him then. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. You have a great uh, program. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Well, that was going to happen in the beginning, but you know, we just go with the flow here. (laughs) So uh, let's see what. So one of the things that I wanted to, and we alluded to it a moment ago, uh, what are residents going to be able to pick up this composted mulch for their personal use, and when will that uh, part begin, and what is it going to be consisting of, and how do we get it? You know, Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, those are all great questions that we can't really answer at this time. <laughs> so we're working, we're oh, working on, funny. we're working on that stuff behind the scenes right now to figure out all of the all of the logistics to that. But it is something we want to get back to our residents. So in some form or fashion, we'll have have it come back. Um, we're just not completely sure of how that's going to work. Yet. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> A great question, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you guys are the, the guys behind the curtain mm-hmm. moving the knobs yeah. and stuff and just yes. don't pay attention to the guy behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm thinking about a month. I'm thinking about you a think month. So? Yeah. I mean, that's a, or what do you think, Tanya? How long do you think it would take for? I mean, okay. So if they're mulching it, yeah, and they so they have to grind it. They have it in piles. They have right. to move it. They have to grind it. They have to separate it. And then it actually has to have time to compost. I'm thinking six months. Six months in order for like. Like in order to get that, like that good, because you can buy mulch anytime, but whether you're not, you're getting like that composted stuff. Mm-hmm. And plus they still have to figure out the program and how to get the, the public yeah. to pick up. Yeah, I'm saying at least six months. Well, you know, I go over to Newport Ritchie and they've been doing it for 30 years. And so they just have the big piles and they don't separate it. So I'm wondering if that's the way it's going to work, which works fine. You know, it's composted down enough to work fine. It really is because it's shredded. And uh, we're going to have to have an official survey yeah. of what everybody thinks and how long we think it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all call in. <laughs> we're working on something. We're working on something. We're hoping to we're hoping to get something out to the public by April or May. So okay. you're not too far off. Um, yeah. Okay. And it'll probably be in the form of we might have like a one time come pick it up just to test it out and see how it works um, to start. But that's kind of what a we're judgment on. call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we what they did before was awesome. They what? literally just had someone you drove your truck up or trailer mm-hmm. and they just took it and dumped it in. Yeah, that's like, nice. And then it, man, it was so nice. Yeah. And it like it was literally black gold it yeah. was so yeah. amazing well that's the stuff that they have over at the other uh, at newport ritchie that i've gone but i have a, a cover on my truck so i can't get it dropped so i bring these giant uh bins for uh their tree pots and i get yeah. six of them in the back of my truck so we put them out to the side and the guys it's dump it into that deliver it no, well are you sarasota will deliver it are y'all gonna deliver it too to houses yeah y'all delivery that's, yeah, that's, can we get a commitment to delivery right no. now? <laughs> you are not getting that. I think after, I think if you were to work in in some kind of local government program, then you would you would probably know how challenging it is to get things enacted and passed yeah. through and approved for funding and right. all of that. So, the logistics of it. The fantasy is beautiful, but the logistics <laughs> are, are very challenging well, still. We're, we'll have to look so at, we'll put it in the works now and we'll see it in 10 years. That's there right. That's right. Just go ahead and give our wish list. We'll take a look at Sarasota's program to see how they're doing that. Is that where y'all are mimicking Sarasota's? No, but she mentioned that they deliver it. so we would... Well, uh, Newport Richie does too. I think it's oh, expensive. Yeah. I think it's like the delivery charge is... I, oh, 
back in the day, it was like 150, 200 bucks to get it. But you got a truckload. It is worth it. Totally worth it because you're going to pay a lot more money than that if you're going to get it delivered from another place. Mm -hmm. You know, you're Uh going to get the product that you have to pay for and the delivery fee, Mm -hmm. which I think the delivery fee is probably 100 bucks anyway. Uh, from the normal places that you have to pay for it. See, so. we're just working out the details for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you all are hired. We know what to do. <laughs> just ask us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or not. We'll just tell you anyway. <laughs> One of the two. So that's uh, funny. So I wanted to talk to you all also about what programs are offered by the city for food waste. Um, because I know that you do some programs and, you know, the city or county offer at home composting setups. And how does that work? So tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, so we we started focusing on food waste education or how we like to say wasted food, which is also wasted how the EPA food. addresses it. Um, so wasted food in a, in a sense is uh, kitchen scraps, fruit scraps, veggie scraps. Uh, and the city does offer a free backyard composting bin if you attend a virtual workshop with us. And uh, UFIFA's extension office here in Hillsborough County also mm-hmm. offers a similar program to those that live outside of our jurisdiction. And through that, they can compost at home. They can include, of course, some of the other, some of the other yard waste that they may want to compost at home, leaves, pruning, things like that. Um, but in terms of other food waste, we're also focusing on education about uh, reducing food waste at home when you go out shopping, when you're cooking, and making sure that they're set up um, with the best education that they can get so that they don't waste as much food. So for any of those resources, they can visit tampa.gov slash food waste. And there's resources there about how to reduce food waste um, as well. And we do have a new program. Yes. That yeah. is going to be launched. This is the first time we're sharing it. Yay. <laughs> special the breaking for you news. All. Yes. Um, the, it's what? going to be shared with the public in a, in a week or two. Um, but we are going to be offering through a grant through the USDA for food waste reduction. We're going to be offering home biodigesters to around a hundred residents. <laughs> yeah. So uh, around a hundred residents will have the opportunity to register and receive a home biodigester, which is a similar form of composting, but just kind of on steroids <laughs> because it's much more intense and you can put in a lot more items. You can put in meat, cheese, bones, all of that will break down. Um, and the, the company that we're going with is called Home Biogas. So if you want to check them out and see if that might be something you're interested in looking into. And when we open up the registration, you're definitely more than welcome to apply as long as you're a City of Tampa Solid Waste customer. Um, and, you know, you could get it on your own, too. If yeah, we did a show want. on that. Yeah. Did you really? A long time ago? Yeah, it was like five years ago, Home Biogas. Yeah, uh-huh. we, we had them on. We should have them on again. Great. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I wrote it down. We both wrote we it We should. Time. I will look and see if I still have. <laughs> I did. I just wrote it down. Okay. I wanted to see if I still have the contact because, yeah, it. they were. That was awesome. So it's going to be 100 people. So how do people sign up for that? We're going to be posting it um, through different forms. We'll be doing some local ads through newspapers and we'll be doing on our social media. That's probably the best place to get our information. So if you follow the city of Tampa. If you have Facebook, Instagram, X, um, any of those, we'll be posting that information for registration for more information within the next two weeks. Shall I go ahead and uh, uh, announce this again? You're listening to the Sustainable Living Show. We're coming to you from the studios of WMNF in Tampa. Today, we're talking with Shelby Lewis, Recycling Coordinator, and Edgar Castro-Teo. 
Oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting that accent down. Recycling specialist from the city of Tampa talking with, uh, about the new yard waste composting program, the green waste. I'm so excited. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. Text us at 813-433-0885 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we'll read it on the air. So... You mentioned a few things, and again, I'm take, we're just adding questions as we go. <laughs> so I know that you said that you will, that the plastic will just be left there at the curb if there's plastic with yard waste. So that is what will happen. But can you talk a little bit about why? Because some, and it drives me a little bit bonkers when like people take like aluminum cans when they go to recycle them, but it's tied up in plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what it does to the system when there's a random plastic bag in Great there and, yeah and what happens and what you know what the what the effects are yeah well uh, just uh uh veranza themselves put it very perfectly for us so that we could share it with others is one plastic bag when it goes through the shredding process can become millions of pieces of little plastic um Bits. Pe- uh, bits that just fly everywhere and get and, and contaminate basically all of the yard waste that should just be green waste that can be composted, but then you have these little bits of plastic in there. So uh, when residents place out their yard waste in a reusable container, 32 gallons is preferred, of course, or in a paper bag or bundled with jute twine, um, then those are the methods that we know will work for them and that will ultimately break down completely in the process. So if they put out the plastic bags, we won't collect it. We'll let them know that they need to fix it so that they can actually receive service. Um, but those, those, the plastic is just a contaminant in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Can it muck up the system, though? Well, like, can it actually break the the things that are the machines? You're talking about used? the the metal recycling, the plastic recyclers in the pad. Yeah, so you're talking about a different recycling, right? No, no, I'm talking about like this mulcher that you have. Oh, the there's the potential, bags, yeah. If- there's the potential. So, yeah, Annie, just, just like plastic bags and recycling um, are no, of yes. course, uh, because of the machinery and, and the gears and all of the grinding that happens, there's the potential for these machines that are grinding all of this yard waste to clog up because of the plastic. And so there is the potential. We don't know exactly if that happens often for them, but they do a really good job of being strict, of making sure that no plastic bags end up in there. Mm-hmm. Because if one of them goes in there, then the entire pile uh, is now contaminated yeah. with plastic bags. So uh, they do a really good job of making sure that none of them end up there. Um, but we're taking our steps on the front line to make sure that we don't even collect it. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great question because it, it, it is Yeah, because a, a lot of people there... When you talk to people, they're like, who cares? Like, what does it, what it, is it, does it actually matter if 90% of it is the recyclable item? And they don't realize that they're just, they're messing up the whole system. Right. And they're not like, you know, it's not just like a little bit because in reality, if y'all are collecting 38 million pounds a year and 50% of that's compostable and you said 70% of it is yard waste, that's still, that's a ton of products. They don't have probably the time to go and to individually like, de-plastic everyone's everyone's waste probably yeah. insurance um, wise too it's probably in there as well mm-hmm. yeah insurance and wise. you never know what's in a plastic bag it, right. it, it could be trash and you can unload it into a truck or unload it into mm-hmm. the grinder and then you have trash so 
that combined yeah. with the fact that we're now removing all of this material, 38 million pounds of material from landfills and from waste to energy, we have more capacity to process garbage and more space in the landfills, which is going to be required. As long as there are people, there will be garbage. So saving that space is so important. So that's another reason why removing plastic bags is needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I do want to um, ask... So it's been it's been a while. When y'all first came up with the compost at home, mm -hmm. it was like it was a it was a plastic container. Yeah. Um have it well, number one is we getting away from plastic is probably a good idea. But number two, the, the rats and the mice were eating them. Eating <laughs> like the plastic? in my gardening group. Yeah, in oh, my wow. gardening group, in the gardening group, people were complaining about that. Do y'all have any um plans to move to metal composters? That's interesting. Not anytime soon. Uh, the the bins that we use, we haven't had any of those issues with our residents. Uh, we have over 1,200 now that have the composting bins that we currently use. Sometimes okay. in a common, in a in a shared space, there might be people who are putting in the incorrect items. Mm. And so that's why we require our residents to take the workshop so that they know how to avoid those items that might lead to rats or other other kind of rodents that might want to get in there. Um, but in a shared space, like a community garden or some other garden shared space, sometimes people make mistakes and that's usually what happens. They put in something that shouldn't go in there and it attracts uh, those rodents. Yeah. Um, so how do people learn? Like, so you say that there are certain programs. How, like if people want to take the first steps about learning how to compost at home, uh, you all have programs for that, like yeah. introductory? Yeah, we have. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we have our backyard composting program. So even if, even if let's say that they don't have the space for a backyard bin, they can email us and they could just uh, sign up for the workshop if they want to learn about it and they just don't want to get the bin. That's also fine. They could oh, just reach nice. out to so us directly. Oh, that's nice. They could just get the knowledge. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And they, uh, um, they can go to tampa.gov slash compost. So mm -hmm. all of our websites are always tampa.gov slash whatever it may be. Uh, mm -hmm. And so this one's compost specifically, but if they want to reach out to us directly, they also can. You know, we have a couple of emails uh, that we should probably get at. Let's see. Mm -hmm. well, okay, hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Can you read that one? I'm, it's so small. Oh, it was, you know what? I was on the wrong email. Sorry about that. It's uh, let me see. This is from the 813 area code. And they said, hi, might the city program eventually upcycle plastic, wood, and metal into new items somehow? Hmm. Like, um, you know, to like reuse the plastic, make them into benches and so on like that. But that's directly uh, hooking up our recycled goods to another another company, right, correct. that would do that. Do we do that currently so or no? with all of our curbside recycling, it goes to waste management, and they are our contracted recycling facility. And from, recycling is kind of like a multi-phase. You put it in your... You put it in your cart, we pick it up, we drop it off at Waste Management. Waste Management then sorts it into its same materials. And from there, they sell it to another company okay. who will break it down. And from there, maybe a plastic lumber company would buy those plastic pellets and make that out of it. So some of it for sure does go there. I don't know exactly how much, um, but that is definitely a byproduct of some of the plastic that you put in your curbside recycling. So bin. the city doesn't actually do it, but they Correct. are in part of the process right. of getting that done. We do the education and we do the collection. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then we, and have- we have from Kevin, he says, can you define jute twine, how and where to get it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so jute twine is a natural fiber uh, twine. You can get it at either a craft store or hardware stores or even online. And this kind of twine is the one that's guaranteed from our contractor that will actually compost and and it won't it won't last like other kinds of twine made from other materials right. are questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there might be there might be nylon or other right. types of material or, or filaments. Um but jute twine is available anywhere and even in craft stores. A lot of people use it for weddings uh, because it's really oh, pretty. Right. It's very it's natural. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. And it's spelled J U T E if you're searching. It. And mm-hmm. um, also there's hemp. Uh, that would break down? It would, but our preferred method is jute. So that's mm-hmm. what they specifically want. Specific to our now, and you, I thought I read that you could use uh, cotton string as well. I, I know I currently have some of that. I have a big diet thing. That might that might work in, the, in theory, but the preferred one is jute. Okay, twine. got it. Yep. Okay. And I think we sell it in bulk at like box stores like Lowe's, Home Depot, Probably. like Ace Hardware. Yeah. Like I think they usually will sell it. So I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show here on WMNF 80.5 Tampa. Today we're talking with Shelby Lewis and Edgar Castorteo on the recycling department in the city of Tampa. If you have any questions, give us a call at 813-239-9663. Text us at 813-433-0885 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. All right. So maybe we'll get some calls. We got us a little idle uh, lines here. Mm-hmm. I love to talk on the phone now, y'all. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. So uh, one of the benefits of composting, y'all, because I know there's so many, mm-hmm. and I know that you know we need to bring that to the attention to the public. Well, uh, composting in, in general, one of the best benefits is, of course, recycling nutrients. And that's why composting is sort of considered a, a method of recycling where repurposing those nutrients that are in either food waste, yard waste, all of those natural fibers in boxes or paper. Um, but returning nutrients back into the soil, back to where they were extracted in the first place. Um, and uh, using compost also holds uh, benefits in water usage. Mm. Compost can hold its own weight uh, six times in oh, water. that's a good number. Um, so it it absorbs water and retains it. Sometimes soil by itself, you you can water soil, but the uh, the water will just run right through. Um, right. But compost holds onto it, which is really nice. It can also help um, be used as mulch mm-hmm. uh, in different properties. And and um, the other benefit is diverting waste. Right. We're mm-hmm. not having to haul all of this either to our waste energy facility or to a landfill. Um, this waste is being repurposed and it doesn't have to be hauled around the city, which reduces carbon emissions. Yes. Because sometimes organic waste, uh, most of the time it is, it's the heaviest waste. So it's heavy to haul around. Yeah, I know. I've drug up a couple of <laughs> buckets and, uh, yeah. and trash cans up to the curb. They're pretty heavy. I know they're only supposed to be 50 pounds right. too, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's yeah. the thing. So, you know, going on composting, you know, I've, I've been composting for I don't know, 25 years or something like that. Uh, Well, before that I did, but then after I moved into this house, I started doing it. Mm -hmm. And I use that as a top dressing to all my gardens. And and now what I used to have, I've lived in the house 27 years, well, I was 28 really. Uh, I uh, had sand as we all had. Mm -hmm. And now I have thick, dark, deep dirt. 
and it's all because of composting. That's all it is. I didn't mm-hmm. pay for a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think I got one load of dirt a zillion years <laughs> ago, like a small amount, yeah. really. And then uh, then I've just been collecting leaves from people that put them on their doorstep, <laughs> right? And and in my own yard, uh, getting um, mulch and also uh, shredded wood from tree services and different. Uh, communities that Mm -hmm. do give you back that and composting directly from my own uh, food waste and yard waste that's easier composted. And I use all the greens that I have. And then I I have a a big bucket right next to it, a browns, Mm -hmm. which are my oak leaves. And I shred them and put them on top as a, you know, I think it was a uh, 60, 40, 60, uh, browns to 40 greens. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. And, and it's all has created a beautiful garden. So it was free. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And and you get back what you put in mm-hmm. in yeah. that case. And it fertilizes everything, too. That's the other thing yeah. people don't think about is it's natural fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, y'all know I have a big, giant garden everywhere around my whole yard, and it's beautiful, and it's <laughs> all done with yeah. that. Totally. And even, even, yeah. if, you know, even if you don't have a garden, you can still sprinkle it on your lawn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bushes well, or everybody trees. has flower beds. Right. Yeah. At some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's everything. There's use for it at every home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could probably even use it in potting uh, uh, plants. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have it uh, put aside and then mix it up with a yeah, couple other things. Sure. We also, during our workshop, we also talk about making compost uh, compost tea. Oh, yeah. So if you put some of Delicious. it in a bag. <laughs> we do not recommend that you drink this. Not for, for your plants to drink, but not you for can, people. You can steep it in water, and then you can use that water to water your indoor plants. So if you have any ornamentals inside that you yeah. love and hold dear, give them the best that you can give them. Instead, <laughs> Thank I you for clarifying that you do not drink compost yeah, I drink tea. Compost I just had tea. to say that. It was too funny. <laughs> funny. I drink a lot of tea, but not compost tea. <laughs> That's but I also do grow my own tea leaves. So there's that. Yeah, with the compost that you make. That well, you that's right. I put the compost yes. on top of the plant, and then the the, uh, the plant grows. And in fact, I got that an original plant from Tanya a long time ago. Uh, it was a Wanalama, of which is a fantastic uh, plant. As uh, uh, it's a South American, I think it is originally, and it is a delicious tea. And I have now given away I don't know fifty. Different starts to other people as well. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah, that one's delicious. Tastes like grapefruit. I brought you some, I think, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. 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 It okay. didn't make it, so please do it again. <laughs> okay. I'll, bring, I'll keep bringing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, you're li- you are listening to the Sustainable Living Show coming to you from the studios of WMNF in Tampa. Today, we're talking with Shelby Lewis, recycling coordinator, and Edgar Castro Teo, mm-hmm. recycling specialist from the city of Tampa, talking about the New Yard Waste Composting Program. Give us a call at 813 239 9663, text us at 813 433 0885, or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org, and we will read it on the air. Okay, let me see. We have a couple of emails. One is from Jeff, and he says, great show today. Recycling is so utterly important. Just a quick question. My girlfriend works on Harbor Island in one of the larger communities, roughly 800 units. They have absolutely no recycling program whatsoever. I think most of the harbor is like this. Is this probably most likely a situation of the right person applying for the job or has been the city aware of the situation? Really love the program from Jeff in Tampa. So we see is there... some faces here uh, <laughs> shaking yes. 
right next to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a common thing that we hear. Right now mm-hmm. in the city of Tampa, there's no ordinance to require a large complex apartment buildings to recycle. They are considered commercial businesses because that is more how they run. Um, so they do yeah. have to get that service and it is available. So it is always something that residents can mm-hmm. push for and let let their property managers know, um, whoever the president, whoever it may be, that they really want to see recycling. Sometimes it's due to a lack of space. Unfortunately, a lot of times when places have been built, they save just enough, sometimes not even enough room for garbage collection. And then they have nowhere to put any collection for recycling. So we do see that from time to time. Recycling is available though um, in the city. If you go to tampa.gov slash solid waste, we have commercial recycling vendors that are available so they can call them and contract recycling services to their building. If they want. So it sounds so it sounds like it's up to the resident to request it. And then hopefully, I mean, if if it's such a big issue going to the city council and asking to change that and make Mm -hmm. that the these larger facilities should not in the larger units probably shouldn't be considered as businesses and getting that change so that they are required. It sounds like that's probably a, a pretty big issue then if there's that many. You know, Tanya, um, the, they don't do that. They don't pick it up here either. I actually take all the recycling uh, and, and put it in the appropriate spaces because we are com- considered a commercial building and we don't have pickup here, but we do recycle because I couldn't stand yeah. it if we didn't. Thank you for doing You're that. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So it is a challenge, um, but definitely, you know, sharing your what you want with your representatives is important. And so that's a great route to go. Um, We also are, again, behind the scenes working on looking at different ordinances that the city may be able to do in the future. City of Orlando has a really successful one where they require multifamily units to recycle. So those, those buildings do have to recycle. So we're kind of watching how theirs works and then we'll see um, if we can do something like that in the future. And so I know we mentioned biodigesters um, and that in the next two weeks, look for that um, for for the 100 people to try it. Can you explain what uh, the biodigester looks like and what people would be signing up for? Like what how much space does it take? Kind of what is it? Yeah. So the biodigester, uh, there's different companies that make different variations of it. But basically, it's a giant stomach. Uh, and this one, that's that's, oh, that's, hilarious. that's what our that's what our stomachs kind of do. They, it's in the lack of oxygen environment. There's helpful bacteria that digest all of these organic things that you put in there, and this one requires at least a ten foot by ten foot space. Uh, oh. So that's where we're going to have residents apply because we have to go through the through the proper venues of making sure that they are ready for this commitment mm-hmm. that they are aware that's a big of area. what this means yeah. um and uh it's it's a it looks like a tiny little like tent uh but it's 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 still big enough but it's like a, a black little tent and it has one opening on one side and another one on the other um, um but you're able to put in a lot of material but once the residents are interested then they can apply and we're going to provide all of that information later on um, because it's and I very started detailed. laughing because you said it was like a stomach, mm-hmm. but then 
I mean, it produces a gas, so immediately. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I wish it looked passion. like a, a stomach. Wouldn't that be awesome? Have this big container that looked like a stomach that had the inner and the outer. I just love the visual of that. Yeah, I mean, you basically you feed it, and then you get gas out of it, and yeah. you get a sludge that is good for, like, fertilizer purposes. Oh, my God. And you can cook with the gas, too. You like, you can, yeah, I mean, those they're really, really neat. Wow. And, you know, it's so funny. Y'all are impressing me so much. I just, I kind of want to know a little bit more about each of you. Like what drives your interest from your conservation background and everything and psychology background? Like what drove you to move to waste? (laughs) The psychology background really helped. Because like y'all are, y'all are awesome. I'm I'm really appreciating it. Yeah, that's really kind. I think it's very similar for a lot of people who are in the solid waste industry. You don't really dream about it growing up. I mean, I got into no, my, it wasn't your dream. No, <laughs> I, I got, I kind of got to do what a little every, girl's dream. I got to do what everybody <laughs> dreams of by working with dolphins yeah. and sea turtles and manatees. Um, and I kind of just fell into the solid waste industry when I was looking to grow in my career. And once you get in, it kind of just sticks with you and you love it. It's something that you can never stop learning from. And there's so much room to grow. And we have so much opportunity to make change in the city that we're kind of feel like we're just getting started. So it's it's motivating us to go to work. And and the same thing has happened to a lot of our interns. (laughs) Once they've interned with with Solid Waste here at City of Tampa with us, uh, three of them currently now work in Solid Waste. Oh, very good. And... And, and the fourth um, is our sustainability coordinator for the city yeah. of Tampa. So. See, it's just yep. a progressive Man. thing. And then That's one interesting. One of them is now also going to be working in waste. So it's uh-huh. uh, it's waste it's, not want not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once you're in it, we it kind of holds on to you a little bit. You know, we probably need to uh, let people know if they want to find out about it. Uh, you know, to get more information, how do they how do they do that? For about the yard waste well, program all or all things. of our, we need so, to email you, yeah. So yeah. what, yeah, what? How do they contact you if they have questions mm-hmm. and, yeah. Well, our our main landing page is tampa.gov/slash/waste-reduction. Through there, they can go to our composting page, food waste, recycling, education sessions. If they want to request uh, an in-person presentation from mm-hmm. us or a workshop on any of the topics that we've been talking about today, they can always go through there. Um, but if they if they forget and if they just search Tampa recycling or Tampa composting or anything like that, uh, they'll usually land on our on our material. And through there, they can request our our presence anywhere throughout the okay. year. And you mentioned reduction um, and you said in the beginning that there's a bunch of reduction initiatives. Have we talked about all of them or are there some more hiding out there that we don't that you didn't discuss yet? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about the bead reuse program, um, and there's there's other reduction initiatives. We have a program that is uh, called Reducer Use, uh, and this is a program that is also on the website. So once anybody goes to tampa.gov/slash/waste-reduction, they can see it there as well. And it's to highlight businesses, uh, and this is a partnership with the city of Tampa, Hillsborough County, Pinellas County, city of St. Pete and many other municipalities where we're highlighting businesses that have taken different steps to reduce their waste, specifically in single-use plastics. Um, so that's Yay. another one That's another one that's good to highlight. That's all on there. That's yeah. one of my pet peeves is water bottles. Mm-hmm. It kills me. Yeah. A lot of our it's, waste reduction is education, too, just trying yeah. to empower residents with the knowledge that they need to make choices that help them reduce the waste that they create. 
And most of the time also, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, no, you go ahead. Yeah, and most, and most of the time we also, with our interns, we, 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 we sat down and we created a small little cheat sheet of how does reducing your waste and going for reusable items actually save you money? And yeah, uh, exactly. And, and it can. Yeah. I don't buy water bottles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't bought water bottles since they began. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember they actually called me up. Somebody was taking a poll and they said, uh, if you... Uh, had to buy water uh, would you take it in would you buy it in a, a plastic bottle at the store I was like, of course not and now of course then it happened yeah. but you I've never I mean mm-hmm. honestly never hardly ever in my whole life bought That's them great. and I use reusable uh, I filter my water and I put the mm-hmm. water in there and put them in my uh, refrigerator and every time I leave I grab one yeah. mm-hmm. or two mm-hmm. and it stays cold it's glass. Oh, <laughs> I mean it's really right. nice you meant you mentioned interns, and honestly, it sounds like you a pretty awesome a place to there. work. What, um, hey, interns, uh, how do people sign up we to We can't hear you, Tanya. Oh. I can. Can you I hear can me? Hear you can? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just me. What? Yeah, you're good. You're how good. do people sign up to intern with you? So the city has an internship program that you can look for. I think it's just labeled student intern if you Google city of Tampa. And that's one option. We also have another option that we partner specifically with the um, USF's College of Global Sustainability. So most of our interns do come from there. Our current intern, Austin, is getting his master's uh, in in sustainability. And he is the one that Edgar was mentioning, he's going to be the zero waste specialist for the city of Gainesville in a, in a month awesome. or so. Oh, so that's fantastic. Um, if anybody so, goes to Patel College of Global Sustainability, you're welcome to um, apply for that internship. We only have like two minutes left. Yes. So if you could spend one minute, we have an email saying any work t- taking place with biochar. We've had discussions with different companies about it. Um, so it's definitely something that's on our radar. It's not anything that's currently being looked at at this moment. We're taking, you know. We're pushing them we're hard today. Steps. <laughs> we're taking steps where we can. So um, the yard waste program was a huge thing for us, but we'll continue yeah. to look. The waste energy plant really does a great job for us to process the city's trash. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. You guys are great. Well, thank you. Thank you all so much. I just want to thank Shelby Lewis and Edgar um, Edgar Castro-Teo from the Recycling Department of the City of Tampa for this awesome show. Thank you, Irene, for taking the calls and the wonderful Mr. Bill Grace for Woo-hoo! working those boards. <laughs> um, if you ensure, enjoyed our show and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org and donate through the tip jar and direct your donations to the Sustainable Living Show. Stay tuned to the next hour. You will hear WMNF Community Speaks with Maybelli and Mobili. make sure to tune in. Mabili. Sorry about that. I need that Southern accent, apparently, when I say it. Sorry. (laughs) Make sure you tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living show. We will be talking to Tom Reese all about natural springs, the Tampa Bay, and the rest of them follow the facebook page sustainable living to stay in the loop also listen to our past shows by going to listen on demand on wmnf.org i am tanya vitovic and i am annie ellis remember sustainability is a delicate balance but by working together we can make a difference and true change starts with the person you see in the mirror let's talk again next week you're listening to wmnf tampa